Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I always have to insert that I also talk about music. I don't want to rebrand the show again and say film and music because then it's no. I was talking to a friend today. What's up, metal guy? Shout out. And we were talking about what's what's hard music, really? He doesn't think that Radiohead is hard. And Radiohead, Radiohead has their moments where they just thrash it out. It's, it's metal-esque. Along those lines, I would say Paranoid and Android from OK Computer, which is a sonic masterpiece where they just go into these moments climbing up the walls... Airbag, which opens the album. Some some bands... It, I mean, you think of someone like the Pixies, okay? Quiet in the verse, loud in the chorus. And how Nirvana copied that with Smells Like Teen Spirit, where the chorus is loud, and then the verses are, you know, load up on guns, you know, bring your friend, and the guitars and everything. But then I could also say we could go back to the blues. Muddy Waters talking about he's going to be a man. And that's that's hard. The way he's playing it, the way he's singing it. Buddy Guy, the same thing. So what truly is hard rock? What truly is metal? Wolf said heavy metal, thunder kind of coined a phrase but then you've got cream with sunshine of your life very very hard and i just i thought you know let's talk about that at the beginning of the show and then dive into the film aspects which we always do but at the heart of it i love the music i think the music is awesome it's open there aren't a lot of artists out there today that show their love for the hard music it's about what sells i think when i tell people that i'm going to the concerts that i go to and they'll say to me oh but are you gonna go into any like pop concerts no everyone has their own thing I digress. A character who said that a lot was Sophia Petrillo in The Golden Girls. CNN is airing this series about the birth of the sitcom. For me, I feel that The Golden Girls were much more than just the sitcom format. Because their show is so beloved. And... just those characters you know what i'm noticing is is a lot of people on social media are posting things about growing up in the 80s and saying that oh does this make you feel old and there's a really great therapist chris dr christy northrop nor or how do you say her name where she talks about aging and how be negative about it kind of well messes with people's heads 
because you're you're basing it on what everyone else is telling you and it turns out to be bullshit christian northrump who talks about aging and being positive about it i remember last year when i was going to turn 40 and everyone was telling me oh great your body's going to start to fall apart and i'm like i wanted to say to them fuck you but i didn't because i thought i don't believe in that and so far i still don't believe in it but i think it's different from person to person so when people post those oh you know what we didn't have in the 80s we didn't have tablets it's good that we didn't things were much more open as a teenager, I'm so thankful that I didn't have social media. For those who have it now and are able to have people help them, great. But I don't want my mistakes on social media from when I was a teenager. And I remember the beginning of the social media age. And I had... And... I remember we were doing some adult beverages, uh, plants maybe, shall we say. And I remember someone wanted to photograph it and I said, "Uh uh-uh. And this was in the early days of social media. So tonight, I promise you, we're not going to talk about the social media network. Or the film itself. Remember the social media? (laughs) There's been so many films on that. So many things written. But we're here to talk about films. And music. So I would say to my friend Metal Guy. Whatever you feel is hard is hard. That could be taken so many ways. For me, it's the blues. It goes all the way back to the blues. Think of it. Nirvana, what did they close their MTV Unplugged performance with? An old Lead Belly song, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? And those lyrics are so hard. Come on. Where did you sleep last night? In the pines, in the pines. I mean, come on. There's so many films that I want to talk about. That it's hard. It's like potato chips. You can't, and I can't even eat those. Can can't just have one. You just can't. Let's talk about a provocative film. In this era that we live in, directed by Tony K, who basically wanted his name off of this, and the Directors Guild said no. Directed by Tony K. <laughs> Edward Norton, Edward Furlong, you know where I'm going with this. Feruza Balk, Beverly D'Angelo, Avery Brooks, Stacy Keach, Jennifer Lean, Elliot Gould, William Russ, Ethan Sp- uh, Supley. American History X. And I remember watching this as a teenager, how powerful that performance was. There was something Shakespearean about it. It's a powerful film. We live in an era where everyone has seen it. I I feel that some of you haven't really seen it, seen it. 
Okay. Guy Tori had some interesting things to say about making American History X. The aftermath of the film. Amer- uh, Edward Norton has talked about the film. It was, it was a powerful... I, I think it drained him. I think it drained him. And I, and I can see... Not just physically. I think mentally. I think what that film... Represented... For its time. I remember watching it though. I've seen it many, many times. Many times. And yes, the physical transformation of of Edward Norton is, is powerful. I said, let's go to the trailer. Basically, it will give you the story. Those guys, the gang, that life, I'm done with it. What happened to you up there? I feel lucky because it's wrong. It's wrong, and it was it was eating me up. It was going to kill me. And I kept asking myself all the time, how... How did I buy into this shit, you know? It's just because I was pissed off. Nothing I ever did ever took that feeling away. That paper, it's a travesty arguing for Hitler as a civil rights hero. I am not disputing the fact that the child is confused. And he harbors some sick ideas, but I am not ready to give up on him yet. His brother probably put him up to it. This racist propaganda, this mind camp psychobabble, he learned this nonsense, Murray, and he can unlearn it too. There's over two million illegal immigrants bedding down in this state tonight. I shouldn't spell. Go ahead. What, you don't think I could handle it? No, I think the street would kill you. Your rhetoric and your propaganda aren't going to save you out there. I see this shit going on, and I don't see anybody doing anything about it, and he pisses me off. I think the dialogue is gone from the. Tr- Here we go. Good that we just didn't see it coming. Maybe we should have. American History X. My God. I remember watching it. I remember when the trailers were coming out on TV for it, and then and then Edward Norton got nominated for it. Directed by Tony Kay, written by David McKenna, produced by John Morrissey. Cinematography, Tony Kay. 
That's rare for the director to do his own cinematography. Released on Halloween, 1998. Hmm. Kay's original cut of the finished film had a running time of 95 minutes which was delivered on time and within budget. Although it generated a positive response from test screenings, New Line Cinema insisted on further edits to the film. Kay was mortified, saying, I'm fully aware that I am the first-time director, but I need the same autonomy and respect that Stanley Kubrick gets. Soon afterwards, Norton was involved with editing alongside Kay which was difficult experience for the pair. At one point, Kay punched a wall, which resulted in stitches to his hand. In June 1998, the film studio screen tested a second clip of the film, which included changes made by Norton. The studio tried to persuade Kay to release Norton's cut, but he objected. Although the difference between the two cuts are disputed, Kay objected to an additional 18 minutes of footage, and they disagreed with the length of certain scenes, such as the family argument. Norton's anti-immigration speech and a flashback where Norton's father is criticizing a teacher. Subsequently, the studio compromised and gave Kay an extra eight weeks to edit and submit a new cut of the film. During this period, Kay took a number of combative actions, spending $100,000 on advertisements in the Hollywood press and condemning the behavior of Norton and the studio. American History X was due to premiere at the 1998 Toronto International Film Festival. However, Kay demanded that the organizer Piers Handling withdraw the film. On July 28, 1998, after the eight-week deadline, Kay had nothing to show, and the studio announced it would release Norton's cut. Kay attempted to remove his name from the film's credits, applying for various pseudonyms, including Humpty Dumpty, a request that the Directors Guild of America refused. Kay subsequently filed a $200 million lawsuit against DGA and New Line Cinema, although the case was dismissed in 2000. Kay disowned the film, describing the the release version, which was 24 minutes longer than his own cut, a total abuse of creativity, and crammed with shops of everyone crying in each other's arms. Kay's behavior caused Hollywood to view him as an unemployable, and he did not watch the film until 2007. He later admitted that my ego got in the way, that was my entire... That was my entirely my fault. Whenever I can, I can take the opportunity to apologize. He also did not direct another film until 2006, Lake of Fire. So the aftermath of American History X is as tumultuous as the film itself. In the subject matter. I think it's relevant today more than it ever was then. It is important to look upon this moment in time into that film and what it did. It still leaves me speechless to this day. I'm looking at the images right now. 
And I think at the heart of it, it's these two brothers, highly intelligent, and they are led in through propaganda and also at the same time grief of losing their father and washing it over with this disgusting rhetoric and propaganda and fear. Fear of of what they think is true turns out not to be true. So what's powerful about those scenes between Edward Norton and Edward Furlong as brothers? It's like they're, it's, it's not even, to me, it seems almost ad-libbed. They're so comfortable within one another. They're both hurting. And at the same time, he's trying to show him the error of his ways for what he learned in jail through his own errors but he was misguided he was like I said and society does that they take propaganda and they take rhetoric like they do now and they try to they go after people who who are impressionable and that's what happened to Derek Vineyard and to Danny Vineyard they were these impressionable impressionable very intelligent you think they would know better but they were impressionable and we're promised all these things if they just follow blindly do what this person is feeding them this rhetoric this jargon i'm only going to play you three scenes now this is an important scene Tell me this smell doesn't remind you of a woman. God, I miss this smell, man. I mean, the job I had on the outside wasn't much better than this one. But at least I got to go home every night and lie down next to this sweet smell, man. God, I miss that. You got a woman? Yeah, you got a woman, man. Let me give you some advice, all right? She comes to visit you. Whatever you do, no matter what. Don't let her leave here in a fight, man. Don't let her walk out of here with a bad attitude. Because if you do, 
You spend the next week wondering if she's out there getting her fuck on with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So when she comes in to see you, man, it's nothing but sweet talk through that glass, man. Send her away, float, all right? Because it's not like the real world. You know what I'm saying? Where you can fight, but it's cool to fight because you can make up and have that make-up sex. You know what I'm saying? That angry sex. That sex with an attitude. You just lay on your back and let her take out all that aggression on you. All guys know that, man. That's that good sex. It's that pow, pow, pow. Let her get on top, and she's gonna punish you first, right? You've been a bad boy, huh? You've been a bad boy, and I'm gonna punish you. I'm gonna put it on you. Don't you ever let me catch you looking at another woman. Yeah, yeah. I may forgive you if you bring it. I think I can. I, I forgive. I forgive. Oh, right there. Right there. You're hitting it. My spot. That's it. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I forgive you. I forgive you. I, 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 I forgive you. I love you. <laughs> now, that's a powerful scene, and a lot of people talk about that chemistry and how these two guys came together as people and realized we have so much in common. The fact that they're both in jail or in prison, but the commonalities that they have. And and it and it's and it's interesting. well, okay, it's not interesting. <laughs> it takes him going to jail to realize that. And so in that other clip where he's talking about all that hate and everything and how much and how much time he wasted giving into that yeah it's a powerful film So yes, it had a tumultuous, tumultuous making and the end result I think it's one of Edward Norton's best performances I think everyone involved with it whenever it comes on, I watch it we always talk about films that we've seen over and over and over Here's Edward Norton talking about American History X now. Is it about him actually suffering the tr- the deep tragic consequences 
of and that and we and that's sort of more the tradition of tragedy is you have to see the person brought to a tragic end to have the cathartic effect of going I don't want that for myself I want to change and you know Amnesty International used that film for years in their in in dialogues they would have about you know people coming out of race hate and all these things and and um uh, tolerance seminars and things like that and I think that we we heard from a lot of people that it had that effect that it had kind of the the effect of making people hit pause in their own life and realize that that was not a direction they wanted to go but sadly the film is even more relevant today there are mass shootings that are being driven by neo-nazis currently it's they're just wearing tweed dockers that's right the now. most amazing so. and astonishing thing to me is that that which we depicted as a kind of a fringe extremist kind of thing has become more mainstream you know what I mean? If, if we made that movie today, I'd have to be wearing Dockers and a and an Untucket shirt. Yeah, like it's, carrying a tiki torch. Yeah, and and you know, and uh, it it boggles the mind. And so that is Edward Norton talking about American History X as a Greek tragedy of sorts to Enter- Entertainment Weekly in 2019. 21 years after the film and I remember watching that film it's a powerful film and I know that some people uh, when it comes to films of that measure don't know how to handle it and they laugh or they, they, they think it's just a big joke there's a controversial part in that film that I'm not going to talk about because it still bothers me but it's in there. It's in there to make you aware. Okay? It's a powerful fucking film. It's not for the faint of heart. And so I want to thank those who made American History X in 1998. The cast, the crew, the director. It's lasting in impact and it's and it's more relevant than ever today which is scary so watch it and educate yourselves because the propaganda and the rhetoric that's going around today imagine this is in a film in 1998 and we are in 2021 and so many of you are drinking the Kool-Aid that it's sick you need to stop drinking the Kool-Aid And if you don't know what that reference is from, that's from Jonestown, where they drank the Kool-Aid and they followed blindly. And when you do that in society, society will collapse. So be an individual and be aware. Don't give in. Don't follow blindly. Ask questions and provoke thoughts. Okay? And watch the film. Take what you want from it. But know that now a lot of that is real. And if you want to make a better world, learn. This It's not too late to change. And so, as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>